Have you ever thought that there is a better you that's possible from you? Stay tuned. You're going to be blessed when we consider in this particular message the theme, be converted. I'm so glad you tuned our way, and we are glad to bring you more Concepts for Living, principles from the Bible for contemporary living. Stay tuned. You'll be blessed as I speak from the theme, be converted. You may not have thought of this, but perhaps you will ponder it even deeper as this message will be released. And that is the unique characteristic of Christianity as it relates to other religions is that it has in it the doctrine of conversion. I'll say it again. What makes, I'll say it another way, what makes Christianity so unique amongst other religions is that it has the doctrine of conversion. Christianity requires more than piety and devotee. It requires conversion. The preacher author by the name of William James put it this way, quote, Christianity not only promises to make good people better, as might be the claim of even other faiths, but Christianity makes bad people good. End of quote. Christianity makes bad people, good, even to their own surprise. Some of us would ponder here this morning of how things used to be and where we would used to appear and how we used to be with certain crowds and things that you don't want on the screen this morning but things that represent you in another life. But thanks be to God for conversion. Not just being religious, but being converted. Being converted to the extent that you are not what you used to be. Christianity makes bad people Good. The Apostle Peter, in the very first sermon preached on the day of Pentecost, had as his theme, repent and be converted. Yeah. <coughs> repent and be converted. We have many messages today about how to be prosperous and how to get a house and how to get a car and how to get positions and how to get all these other things. But, but somebody needs to say something about how to get right with God. 
because it's possible to have all of those things and not be right with God. It's even possible to be religious and not right with God because Jesus came to give us more than a religion, a relationship with God. Repent and be converted. There is a powerful truth observed in the writings of uh, E. Stanley Jones. You perhaps have written or rather read his book titled simply Conversion. In it, he establishes the fact that everything on this planet Operate, operates out of the principle of conversion. As lower orders of things give way to higher orders of things. Just look at the process of photosynthesis and how, you know, one process leads to a higher process to a higher process. And then look at the animals. They eat the grass, right, that produce the milk that we drink so we might have the nourishment to be healthy human beings. It started there, but it ends up here. All of life is moving progressively because of conversion. We see how plants begin here, but later they're towering trees. Whatever you want to consider this morning, please don't omit the importance of conversion. Life is based on it says E. Stanley Jones. All life in this, on this planet is based on the principle of conversion. Thus the Bible also makes its claim and says to mankind who is messed up and jacked up that you, in order to get fixed up, you need to be Converted. It's more than crossing your heart hoping to die won't do again. (laughs) You will do it again. Because our behavior is based on an innate germ. We call it sin. So as much as me may not want to, it depends on whether or not you have been conditioned through conversion to be able to have the strength, the ability, the wherewithal to say no to some things that you used to say yes to. Today, the life we live on this planet is that nothing is wrong anymore. principle of right and wrong has become blared. You heard me mention last week about inverted morals. 
That simply means that what was right is now wrong, and what was wrong is now right. All right. Tomorrow we've got to consider this principle of conversion is necessary. We need to come more than into a religious experience. We, can't, we need to come into a spiritual experience. As always, with this message, we have three points. Note, he prayed, P-R-E-Y-E-D. He prayed upon the church. Two, he prayed, P-R-A-Y-E-D. And then he preached. He prayed, he prayed. Stay tuned, and you'll see where these points will take us. There are some things that will never change for you until the real you stands up. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for conversion. Say, conversion. Say, he prayed on. But in the midst of his praying on them, he reached the place of penitence. See, God knows how to rock your world. Hmm? He's riding along, him and his companion thinking it's all cool. I'm going, I got the documentation. I'm bringing back a crowd of them. We're going to slaughter some more there. No, not knowing that God had an agenda also. Look at somebody and say, God's got an agenda. And he is working it out. Don't be surprised. As to the outcome, because look at this. Saul was going to Damascus to get prisoners to bring back, not knowing that God was going to let him go into Damascus, but not to bring back prisoners, but to lift up a standard that would blow the minds of all of Judaism at that time. Because when he was turned around on the road, that's why some things God's doing for you, you, you can't understand. Somebody said, this, this, this kind of vernacular we come up with, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Yeah, you're right. You don't see it. That's why God caused him to get blind. Amen. So that he will know that the change didn't take place because of what he did. The change took place because God was in operation. Tell somebody, God's in operation, behind the scenes, in your life, working out some things. You are not an accident. What's happening is not happenstance. Let me tell you something. You are in the midst, and I'm in the midst of God working something out for me. You may not see it, but there's a better me that's coming out of me. Somebody ought to realize that God has a better you on the inside, and he's getting ready to bring him on the outside. So everybody will see that there was a better you. I said that Paul was there when the Stephen was being stoned. The Bible says that they brought the coats and laid them at his feet. In other words, he held people's coats. Hold my coat for me while I go do my. He held the coats. Now he's on the Damascus road, but God's going to do something different on that road than what he planned. 
because he's going to get converted on that road. Saul, Saul, Vernon, Vernon. Who art thou, Lord? I'm Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Jesus was crucified, buried, and now he's calling at him from heaven. Folks, he's not dead. He's still alive. And if no one else believed it, Saul did. Because he said, Lord, what would you have me to do? No argument. No debate. You tell me what you want me to do. Whatever my previous agenda, I cancel it. I want to know what do you want from me. And that's when a person truly gets converted. They put all their previous agenda aside. What do you want, Lord? Where do you want us to go? What do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? And that's exactly what happened with Saul. He got converted. And then he gets sent to a street called Straight. Anybody want to get on a straight street? Does anybody want to get on straight street? Because he was sent to straight street. Am I right? Because when Ananias found him, he was in the house of Judas, right? And it was on straight street. Do you know what straight street was? Straight street was the main street that went straight through Damascus. It was a main street. It was a super highway, if you please. They went straight through Damascus. You ain't getting this. God didn't want him to go to Damascus. He wanted him to go through Damascus. So wherever you are, God is not just bringing you to it. He's only bringing you to it so you can go through it. Yes. He was not intended to remain there in Damascus. But he was there in Damascus, and now that he's there in Damascus, and the praying is over, P-R-E-Y. Because now the P-R-A-Y is coming into focus. How am I going to know who he is? Ananias said, when you get there, go, because he prays. Oh, my, my, my. Here. The man is praying, Lord, help me, Jesus. Now, that other phase of his life is over, but now he is praying. He's talking to the Lord. He's having communion with God. He's having communion with the Holy Spirit. He's having communion. He's having communion because now he's in a new relationship. Are you listening to me? He got converted. We got a lot of folks who shake your hand and not, haven't even gone one step into conversion. And many times we, we let that happen, and then those people get on the choir, they go in the usher board, they're in this and they're in that and the other, and never been converted. Amen. Never had a heart change. Never had a soul work done on them. But, 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 but they're in position because we got to have somebody up there doing No, we don't have to have somebody up there. We only want, 
up there who has been converted. Because you can't tell me about conversion if you have never been converted. What a celebration it'll be when you see the better you that you had the potential to be. Be converted and discover that God has a greater life for you to live. You can become a new creation. So until next time, when we come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.